Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, here we go. The moist line is tomorrow. All right, so tomorrow during the 5 o'clock hour, we play those calls as we do every week. You can still leave a message through the iHeartRadio app using the microphone icon, or you can call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. You know, years ago, <clears throat> really not that long ago, remember the uh, Porter Ranch gas leak that we covered? We actually went up there and did a show. Yeah. Anyway... We had a city council member come on the show and actually appear on our show numerous times over the years, a Mitch Englander. And apparently the legal world is not done with him yet. Now, Mitch Englander got into a little trouble for, uh, well, taking trips to Las Vegas and Palm Springs uh, with uh, a developer, a businessman, a developer, city staffers and others. And he was accepting gifts like hotel rooms, bottle service. I guess that means they bring alcohol, alcohol at a nightclub. There was an envelope containing cash, dinner, drinks women. at a restaurant. Eventually, the feds caught up with them. There were women involved, too. And, uh, yeah, there were... Yeah, I don't see that in this story. I thought there was in the original story that there was something about well, women offered. But this story... You don't go to a club one. and drink all that booze unless you can share it with somebody. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so he eventually uh, pled guilty. In July of 2020, after the FBI caught up with them, uh, and again, we have Jose Weizar, we're still waiting for that trial, but this is the corrupt city council, to falsifying material facts. He got 14 months in prison. So he ends up last year going to federal prison in Tucson. He ended up in Long Beach in a reentry facility in October, and he was released from custody earlier this year. But he's back in the news again because he has to fork over a whole lot of money. He has to pay $80,000 in fines because, you see, he didn't disclose the gifts he got from the businessmen that included, as I mentioned, um, the hotel rooms. Oh, so uh, not only he, he got jail service, the alcohol, the envelope containing cash and dinner and drinks at a restaurant. Yeah, I, I just found it. It was uh, he was hooked up with a female escort in Las Vegas. 
Oh, you did find that story. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's in it's in all the Yeah. So he got he got cash, he got a, a hooker, he got gambling chips, thirty-four thousand dollars in bottle service, because you go into a club and they bring you the most expensive booze and champagne. Yeah, this is the high roller kind of thing. Yeah, and and uh, one dinner was uh, $2,481. I mean, wow. that, that girl must have eaten a lot. She must have been hungry. Yeah, um, and, and again, like a lot of corrupt city stories, this is all about developers getting their way with whatever kind of housing yeah, project or and, business building they want to build in, in and, downtown L.A. usually or somewhere else. You see, this would have been probably England or its district, which is in the valley. How disgusting the city has become. And Mitch Englander is one of the reasons, because in, instead of cleaning up all the uh, vagrants laying half dead in the streets and uh, getting the criminals put in prison, what's he doing? He's a criminal himself, partying up in Las Vegas with all the booze and the party girls, the hookers. Vegas and Palm Springs. Yep. Yeah. In order to get some money uh, from some some slimy, oily developer. Great. Thanks for your service. Really, thank you for your public service. That's why when I hear these guys go, oh, you know, as a public servant. Yeah, I wish I could put together all the pompous speeches I'm sure Mitch Englander gave about the, the nobleness of public service and how he has sacrificed for the good of the community. Well, he's done with his uh, prison time, but... Now the City Ethics Commission caught up with them because, you know, taking all those poker chips and alcohol and hotel rooms, why, he exceeded the city's gift limit. Yes, you know, apparently there... He did not disclose the gifts. There's a limit of three hookers in any uh, quarter. Oh, is that right? Yes. It's it's in the code? It's in the code, yeah. There's a certain amount, a certain number of gambling chips you can accept, a certain number of hookers, a certain number of champagne bottles. And he, he, he just went crazy here. Well, they said all in all he took more than $20,000 in gifts, but now he's been hit with a near $80,000 penalty, including <laughs> fines, penalties. Yeah. So that didn't work out too well. You know, yeah, I, I, it's just hysterical that he's nabbed for violating the gift limit. Not not, not the bribe limit, right? Well, well, no, the, <laughs> the bribe limit got him the prison time. That was the federal case. I know, but it's But funny somebody that... in the city said, well, we still have to go after him for the ethical gift violation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I love um he's got some uh, attorney <coughs> excuse me Gary Winnick mm. and uh, uh while the entire situation has been difficult for Mr. Englander and his family uh, you're trying to get sympathy from us guy went out of his way to uh take yeah. the bribes and go to Las Vegas and bed down the hooker but we're supposed to feel for he and his family um Winnick said that uh, Englander has been rebuilding his life by volunteering with a local re-entry program. Now, what is that? What the hell is a local re-entry program? Well, if you read the second part of the sentence, I think you can figure it out. Continuing his commitment to public service by helping <laughs> others put their lives on the right track. So supposedly he's volunteering with one of those, you know, people that just got out of prison. <laughs> And they're trying to figure out what to do with their lives. He probably goes in there and says, well, you know, I used to be a councilman. What's he going to tell them? Don't. Don't accept poker chips and, and, and drinks and his commitment hotel to, rooms. and That's what I'm saying. All the pompous speeches these guys give. His commitment to public service. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. his commitment to uh, what's in his pants. That's the only commitment he made. Uh, he did, and by the way, he did plea in the federal case. Uh, he pled guilty to falsifying facts. And I am pissed he used our program to polish his image. I am. I'm, I'm really pissed about that. He came on because he was trying to show that he was concerned about the residents of Porter Ranch because they were inhaling all the toxic gases he coming came to from the scene uh, when we were there. Remember, we went up there and did the show. He was oh, there. Oh no, he was sitting right next to us. Remember. Yeah, we had I, our little broadcast set up, well, and he was sitting right right between you and I. It's rare that we had anybody on the city council we could ever talk to. I can think of three. Like, yeah. Dennis Zine might be another one, but... Right. Uh, of course, you know, we got the guy they actually caught. They, <laughs> well, there's now been Jose Weizar. There's mm-hmm. another city council. Now, possibly Mark Ridley Thomas. He used to be on the council. Uh, well, actually on the council, but was on the board of supervisors at the time of his corruption. So <laughs> it isn't just people we talk to, but yeah. It's hard. It's hard to keep track, isn't it? Uh, the Ethics Commission said he violated a law that prohibits someone from misusing a public office position for private advantage, hmm? for obtaining gifts that exceeded the gift limit, and for keeping the gifts secret. They came out with $20,413.50. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, w- the w- Vegas w- bottle service was estimated at $1,700. Was yeah. the hooker charged as a gift? I don't see the hooker like, listed in this story. It wasn't, she wasn't in the itemization? Well, I can see from the photos, Mitch is a married man, so I hope that didn't create uh, problems. In his, <laughs> yeah. His yeah, I, I think that creates a problem. The question now is, does he have $80,000 to hand over? I uh, haven't been working for a few years. I, well, I, you know, he's, he's in the reentry program. He's volunteering in the which reentry is, program. That doesn't pay. Which is not which is not a really a good term for uh, you know the crimes he's committed. Reentry. That's no, not no, uh, no. trying to do. rebuild his life. All right, no, we no. got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. You know we devoted time to that story. I'll have to tune in and see if there's an update. Bryce Lespisa. Remember that guy? Oh, who was he? Well, oh, he I remember disappeared, he disappeared driving back yeah. from school or something, right? And. As that promo from Steve just said, they found his car with some blood in it, but they never found him. And I, that's not bad. That's at least 10 years ago, isn't it? Seems so like it. Steve is doing an unsolved update and says there might be an update to Yeah, he was, uh, he was that redheaded kid. Uh, we talked to kid. his mother. Yeah, we think we did. Didn't yeah. it get ugly? No. Oh, I thought it did because we were Ug- wondering if uh, Bryce was more like he wanted to disappear. That was one of your theories that... Yeah. He just decided I don't want to. I want to go off the map, off the grid. Yeah, I don't think I brought that up to her though. I wouldn't do something that. Something happened. Was it maybe another family member emailed the show or something? Because somebody it, got offended by it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that that we would speculate in that direction. But well, wow, yeah. I there's mean, a there's a limit. He hasn't shown up, I and mean, they have. I, I, as far as I know, they haven't found a body or anything. So very weird. Yeah, yeah, I think they were, were they from Orange County? I believe they were. And yeah, driving, was driving from home north. from uh, college in Northern California. California, yeah. Pulled so over I to remember. the side of the road. and He had just been on the cell phone, I think, with a family member, right. too. And, and, and disappeared, and they found his I car. Think he texted to say, I'm coming, I'm, I'll be there in such and such time. Yeah, yeah, they found his car, but they didn't find him. So uh, uh, Steve's got a show coming up, or he's got something in the news today? It's, it's Steve's show called Unsolved. Have you heard of it? No, no, I know that. Uh, but I mean, uh, he's just the did a promo. It's this weekend. This weekend. Yes. Well, send him in here. I want a private. Uh... Well, no, he wants you to listen to his show. You don't want to squeeze it out of him now. He won't no, tell I, you. Won't, I won't do it on the air. I just want to find out. Uh, oh, you want to do it on the air? Okay. Yeah. For your own personal. Right. So, so you don't have to tune in Saturday? Or... I'm tied up. I'm tied up. 
Okay. Sorry about that. You're tied up? I'm tied up, yes. It's timed out. That's what we do on Saturdays. Ah, all right. Okay. Mm, all right. You and Ray with his porn no, and I am being not. tied yeah, up. I'm going to watch Octomom and tie each other up. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we were just talking about Mitch Englander, and of course, uh, the former city councilman did go to prison or being involved in what looked like a bribe situation with a developer. And we had mentioned in the story that uh, you know, there were some uh, women involved being offered. The reason we're bringing that to this story is that we could become, uh, we could have another first in the United States along the same lines as I just hinted at. We have strippers at a topless bar in North Hollywood who have filed a petition to become a union. And if so, they would be the only unionized strippers in all of the United States. Isn't that exciting? Um, now, the term that I think is preferred is exotic dancer. Now, see, it depends. I think people they're, in the profession don't want to be called strippers. Yeah, but... Uh, then it, it sounds like they do the, painting jobs. And, there, there's nothing exotic about uh, what these women do. They just, they just take off their clothes. Adult ballerina. An adult ballerina. <laughs> wow, that's a really creative one. Um, they, uh, if the National Labor Relations Board grants the petition, this is a place called Star Garden Topless Dive Bar. <laughs> nice name. The Star Garden Topless Dive Bar. Ray, have you been Hollywood. to that one? Oh, has Ray been to that one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, North Hollywood's not far from Burbank. Uh, I'm saying 50-50 chance he's been there. Uh, their bargaining unit would be affiliated with, it actually would be affiliated with the Actors' Equity Association. Uh -huh. Sure. The National Labor Union that represents more than 51,000 professional actors and stage managers employed in live theater. So that's pretty good uh, association. Uh, well, if they, yeah. Be, well, if, I mean, if they get the petition granted. Uh, I, here's what they uh, say. Strippers are live entertainers. And while some aspects of their job are unique, they have much in common with other equity members who dance for a living. You see, there you go. Uh, they want health insurance. They want benefits like workers' comp. Oh yeah, a lot of things can happen with a stripper on the job. Well, you could get a sprain. You could you could be damaged easily. Uh, yeah, you could misstep, or you could have a guy that gets a little handsy. Uh, they need protection from sex harassment. Oh boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> Good luck. Discrimination Good and luck. unjust termination. Yeah, that, that's what I that's what I read in another story. It was one of the main issues. That at this particular joint, uh, the customers were just always uh, out of hand, and uh, you know they, they want. But don't they believe they that's part of the, uh, the show? Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I <laughs> well, there have to be limits and rules. They're, they're usually get a drunk guy in there. It with depends a pile of on the level of sophistication of the club. I see. You know, some some higher end clubs. You know, there's a definite no touch rule. On the low end, it's anything goes. Mm. You pay money, you end up in a back room. Do you still so uh, wide... stuff dollar bills into? I'm sure they do. Or maybe it's probably more like a five yeah, bill dollar bill. Dollar is just going to get them mad. Yeah. Uh, $10, $10, to... $100 dollar bills? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd start at least minimum 20s, yeah. Uh, yeah. And by the way, the union that we're talking about, this, uh, this uh, actor's equity, they're affiliated with the AFL-CIO. So mm -hmm. they actually, um, I like the way they describe this, uh, we applaud their efforts to seize their collective power and unionize like so many other across the country who are fed up with toxic workplaces. Yeah. Well, I would say if you work at a strip club, you know, that, that has the potential to be a very toxic workplace. 
the kind of guys that come in there. Yeah, maybe maybe you shouldn't work in a strip club <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you don't like the atmosphere. You don't. But I mean, you that, see that I mean, even me the, too in the woke culture didn't drive those away. See, they're still well, no, because men are still men. Yeah. You know, they can they can do all they want to, to to try to rewire human nature. They they will fail when it comes to everything. At the end of all this, these weird trends and these strange social obsessions, women will still be women and men will still be men. And the same desires will always be there, be there and we will express them. So the, it's, the bar's it's, at sixty six thirty Lancashire. So if you want to go after work and check it out, yeah, I've uh, never been there. Uh, you know, in nineteen ninety six, there were strippers at a club in San Francisco that did organize the Exotic Dancers Union. But guess what? The Lusty Lady, which was the name of the club, it closed in twenty thirteen. So that's why we don't have any stripper union people now. Is the only club? No, I mean the them. logic behind it is 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 solid. I mean, they, you know, they're, of course they're entertainers, just like any other group of entertainers, and legally they're allowed to unionize. It's just and so. Uh, by the way, they were they were picketing outside the club in March. Unsafe working conditions. Uh, they had the help of Strippers United, an organization that advocates for strippers' rights. So, <laughs> they said they were not protected from threatening and abusive behavior by patrons, uh, and that's uh, why they picketed. And now they're moving towards being a union. Maybe you should get a job, you know, in retail. Uh, I'm something. <laughs> In a different environment. That exactly. I, I don't know. Kind of, are, they, uh, are they actually shocked that this goes on? What do, you, what, what do they think this is about here? Well, nobody should be subject to abusive behavior, even if they're in a job that seems to invite that. <laughs> well, thank you, <laughs> you chairman for people of a perfect world. I mean, there you go. <laughs> All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken KFI. It really is. Let's go back into the past on the John and Ken show day. After 4 o'clock, remember the road diets of 2017? The one that was beaten back uh, down in the Playa del Rey area. Uh, that's the one where we actually did the shows there. That was a Mike Bonin project, and that was a very valuable commuting route for many people in the South Bay that got knocked down to one lane. We got rid of that road diet, but the other one we were trying to fight was on Venice Boulevard. And uh, that one actually had started earlier than the one in, down in Vista del Mar. And uh, it's less than a mile, but we're getting word that they want to increase the road diet to four and a half miles from Lincoln Boulevard to National Boulevard, Venice, in the Venice Boulevard road diet. So we'll talk about it after the news. At four o'clock, returning to the show is John Russo, the co-founder and director of Keep LA Moving, slash Keep the U.S. Moving. They expanded into an even bigger movement <laughs> to try to fight these road diets, and uh, they were very effective in beating the one uh, that we talked about down at Vista Del Mar. So we'll find what this is all about coming up after the news at 4 o'clock. Deborah Mark, I heard you mention the, the safe story. Yesterday, we had mentioned on the show that uh, up on Mulholland, uh, in one of those scenic view areas, they had found a couple of very large safes that they had to haul out of the brush. The fire department came and lugged them up. And you know what? It turned out that they were gun safes. So not too exciting. Oh, no Just bodies? Just store guns. No, no body parts in there? No, and no. no. And I don't even think it was for money or gold bars. It was just for gun storage. Oh. Would you they really found put like, bodies in a safe? Body uh, parts? Yeah, I think that's what the mob does. Wow. Well, they put them in barrels and yeah. threw them into Lake Mead, right? Yeah, right, yeah. but... 
but a safe? Oh. Actually, I think I have heard of that, yes. Wow. Because if they lock you up in there, you ain't getting out. Mm. Oh, just chop you into dead. pieces and uh, it's heavy enough to sink, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so it's, well, I think it's a good... Well, oh, she's a, worried because she could fit in a safe. I could. Yeah. yeah, let's not give anybody any ideas. <laughs> they wouldn't have to chop her up, you're saying. That's, well, that would be good. I don't want to be chopped up. She'd fit in a barrel, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's change the subject, guys. <laughs> Ways to dispose. <laughs> Nobody wants to come near me since I have the fingernail fungus. Takeout box. I, uh... All right, so we mentioned this story the other day, and there is an update. Uh, this is one that's probably going to go to the United States Supreme Court. Effective in the spring of 2023 in the Minneapolis Public School District, teachers who are members of, quote, populations underrepresented among licensed teachers in the district could be exempt from district-wide layoffs outside of seniority order, what we call the traditional last-in, first-out system. I mean, we can start with the fact that that's awful in the first place. That we have a profession that's supposedly as important as being a teacher where you're not judged on merit. It's just last well, in, first out. Because it's not really that important. If it was important, you wouldn't have. You would be judged on merit. But if you're judged on seniority, it means that the teachers in these unions don't think the job is that special. It's just a matter of showing up every day until you get tenure protection. They decide to cast their lot together for all their pay and benefits. That's what you get. You're going to get a... Uh, layoff procedure that's based on seniority. So what they did here in this uh, agreement is that they don't have to do the seniority thing. And what they can do, they can exempt the teachers who apparently have less seniority but are in underrepresented groups, such as maybe being black or Latino, or they pointed out in the story, Native American, apparently. They have a another, of Native American in, teachers. In other words, you fire the white teachers first. Yes, and you see what I think what they looked at. The problem is... Um, and since everybody's had this awakening, they realized they didn't have enough teachers of color, so they began to recruit them. But the problem is, they'll be the first to go if you have a seniority system. It's not an awakening. It's it's bullying is all it is. It's it's racial intimidation and bullying. Period. That's the and and it's unconstitutional, illegal, and will never happen. It'll get thrown out in five minutes after it's uh, taken to court. I, this must be just massive virtue signaling here. Yeah, I, uh, I don't see. It. They think this could not only constitute discrimination itself; it could even violate the Fourteenth Amendment. There's an attorney uh, in Minneapolis named James Dickey who said he's already gotten a flood of emails <laughs> from taxpayers and teachers in Minneapolis who can't believe this. There is not a single jurisdiction in the United States where you can fire people based on their color. There's nowhere you can get away with that legally. Impossible. It violates probably, the United States Constitution. Well, this they're going to say, no, we're trying to retain people based it, on their color. I don't care what cockamamie, whack-job argument their, their, their slimeball lawyers come up with. It is flat-out not permiss permitted, period. Just it, it, This is not even worth debating. It's never going to happen. 65% of students who attend the Minneapolis public schools are people of color. Only 30% of the teaching staff work. Your color has nothing to do with how well you teach. You talk about an irrelevancy. Color has nothing to do. Ethnicity has nothing to do with it. Well, and there, well. there's, no, there's no such thing as being able to proportionally represent all groups in all jobs. That has never happened in the history of the United States and never will. 
So this is this is the, beyond absurd and silly. I, I don't know what words to use to describe this. It's just this weird fetish. It is like a fetish. Just it's just this bizarre obsession. People keep repeating it over and over and over and over again. Yeah, they claim that it's a step towards dismantling discriminatory systems in education. So there's they're no, claiming they, that what the Minneapolis public schools wouldn't hire people of color because they're racist. I, do you, can you prove that? No, I mean, what, no. It depends who shows up and applies, and it depends what their credentials right, and are. Certain professions you know, on, and, do attract uh, certain, often and, ethnic or <laughs> racial groups. They just sometimes and, do. And, 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 just, the, and the cities have 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 a, have a lot of minority kids because the schools are free, and and the schools generally stink. So if if uh, if if you've got some money, you go to a private school or you move to a wealthier suburb. I mean, I mean that that's that that's why the schools end up being as segregated as they do. Yeah. But well, uh, they're gonna, they're, I guess they're gonna prepare themselves to defend this because most legal analysts yeah, think well, there will be a challenge as soon as because it doesn't take effect until next year. They'll lose immediately. So you got to wait till they trigger it. It's not gonna and have I think to be the first person that gets laid off, even though they've got more seniority, is gonna say, oh no 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 no. <laughs> well, of course. So uh, so it's just gonna be if it goes that far, it's just gonna be a huge waste of money. You won't even have to build much of a legal fund. The case just simply wouldn't last long. Even if yeah, you got it the wack- on how much they want to try to defend it and how far they drag it e- out. Even if you got the wackiest judge in the world, an appeals court would kill it. Ultimately, it would just be a waste of time. And maybe this is a chance to give politically connected lawyers a lot of uh, money. Maybe, maybe that's the scam here. <laughs> There's absolutely no legal merit to this at all. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, nine years ago, missing man found dead. Locked inside a gun safe. Oh, yeah. That's a uh, guy went missing and uh, they that's conducted. That's what they did to him, huh? Yeah, so they conducted a search warrant at his house and he was trapped inside his own gun safe. Oh, it wasn't a murder. He Well, yeah, at the moment they wrote this story, they, they did not have it listed as a murder, just as a death. And oh. I gave, we're going to do an autopsy and. Uh, no update. See, but I don't know if this guy climbed in. He was cold, maybe. Oh, he was cold, so he climbed into the gun safe and accidentally locked himself in. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do that to me, make sure I'm dead first. Imagine <laughs> burying somebody alive in a gun safe that they can't get out. Oh, yeah. How, how, how creepy is that, huh? The claustrophobia? All right. Road Diets return to the John and Ken show. Uh, we reported on this one when it happened uh, back in uh, 2017. It's on Venice Boulevard. And uh, it's still there, but it's less than a mile. However, we apparently have learned from our sources and our guest, that's coming up after four, that the L.A. Department of Transportation wants to extend it to four and a half miles along Venice Boulevard, all the way from Lincoln to National. And uh, apparently they're making up numbers again about uh, lives they've saved and lives that have been taken without road diets. So, yeah, the they, they, they lie constantly. The city lies, the Department of Transportation, Mike Bonnet, they all lie with hysterical false stats. This is the fakest of fake news is when they try to come up with a fake accident stats to justify. And, and, you know, the word road diet really doesn't do justice. They shut down lanes and they create massive traffic jams for normal people because they, they have their, their goal is to make driving so miserable that you'll give it up. Not that there's anything to replace it with for most people. They're going to try to force you to surrender and give up your car. They have been trying 
for f almost 50 years to do this, and they have failed. Uh, to show you that uh, while we have a bad criminal justice system in the county and the state, there are places that are just as screwy. This is a big story out of New York City. It was front page news because uh, naturally in this day and age, there's video. There's a guy by the name of, what a name, Boo, B-U-I, Bui, Bui Van Foo, 55-year-old man from the Bronx who apparently knocked another man unconscious outside of a restaurant. It was like on the sidewalk. The guy was just standing there and Foo kind of comes up from behind and just clocks him. The uh, man apparently had severe injuries. He's in a coma with a fractured skull. The update is that Fu has only been charged with a misdemeanor and he's free on bail. They initially were thinking about attempted murder charges, duh. But apparently the judge in the case, and this is in the Bronx, it isn't that New York DA that we've mentioned a few times, this is a Bronx DA, apparently has reduced the case to a misdemeanor assault. They've got video on the at the New York Post site. Oh yeah. And that's... you see how he smashes the guy with his fist in the side of his face. Oh, he just cold cocked him from out of nowhere. Yeah. And the guy just flops he, he, to the sidewalk. The, the the attacker was standing behind this guy with his hands behind his back. And then suddenly he rears back and just smashes him with his fist. And then he starts shouting. So he looks like he's a crazy drug addict. You know, mental patient. Third degree assault and second degree harassment. And the first thing you might think, well, well, maybe he's got no criminal record. Oh, yeah. He's a registered sex offender convicted in 1995 of sex abuse, spent six years in prison with lifetime parole. So he's, he's 55 years old. Yeah, this is he apparently raped a 17 year old girl at gunpoint. Oh, come on. How do you ever get out of jail for that? Back in 1994, he was released in March of 2019. So he's a complete psycho. Yep, he apparently walks out of a restaurant in the Bronx, puts on a pair of gloves, and then just smashes and punches this guy in the back of the head. Isn't this crazy? Isn't this crazy that there are so many prosecutors, district attorneys who believe in this now, that anything can go, no matter how brutal the attack is? Yeah, what I can't tell, is he, like, homeless? Are they trying to do, like, the stupid diversion thing that they do? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, all, it's all BS. It's all nonsense. There's nothing to divert. Here is his cycle. Look at look at it. I mean, he's raping. He's raping teenage girls. He yeah, apparently uh, was talking to his parole officer after this happened. And he said, "I don't know if he's dead. The police are looking for me. I was at the restaurant, and I know the police are looking for me." You know what happens is these guys get weird surges inside them, and they just burst out just a spasm violence. of violence. Yeah, it's violence for the sake of violence because they, they feel they feel this overwhelming desire to to, to smash something. And this guy was standing there with a looking away, and he, yeah. you never knew what was coming. Wow, what a scary world this is! What are the and they let him out right psycho away? Psycho reasons to reduce it to a misdemeanor assault. Yeah, it's like the DA is a crazier psycho the than this got guy. Got a fractured skull. <laughs> I don't know. He's got breed, the bleeding in the for criminals is unbelievable. I, I, you see, is it sympathy or is it really they, they're, they're trying to do something? Uh, is there some end game here that we just don't want to accept because it seems too, too frightening and too crazy to say it out loud? What's the end game here for this crowd? 
what is the what are the cities going to turn into? All right, the road diet may get even bigger on the west side, uh, Venice Boulevard. We'll talk about it next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM six forty. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.